Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I'm your host, Liz, and I've been meaning to do an episode with my two wonderful guests since we chatted about it during live stream for The Cure back in May. So I'm thrilled to be making my dreams and yours come true. My first guest is, frankly, almost a co-host herself. A number of times she has appeared on this show. I'm, of course, talking about Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. Hello, Hello, Emily. Very excited to be here for this Liz-style takeover of movie reviews and 20 Qs, as it should be. I'm, I'm supporting this uprising. I love it. Yeah. And our second guest, who's equally as fabulous and with whom I share a love of the art of television, is the beautiful Ashley from Rabbit Ears. Oh, Liz, you're so sweet. I'm so excited um, to be able to chat with both of you ladies because this is my first time talking with you together. I've chatted with you both individually and love you both individually. So now, like, it's just double the pleasure, double the fun. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Like, this just can't go wrong. This is going to be amazing. For listeners wondering why it's Liz hosting and not Sam, if you have been listening to recent episodes, you'll know that Sam might be taking a bit of a hiatus given he and Stacey are expecting their latest addition to their family any day now. So you may be hearing my voice a bit more. Obviously, that's going to be better anyway. So, you know, shut up. Um, (laughs) All right. So um, let's chat about the movie we're reviewing today. So as you've already seen in the title of the episode, We are doing First Blood, which is the first film in the Rambo franchise released in 1982. That's right. We decided that given that we are a group of three fabulous women, we would review the most masculine movie we can think of because that makes perfect sense. You know, a bit of entertainment for everyone. So anyway, uh, First Blood uh, was directed by Ted Kotcheff and co-written by Sylvester Stallone, which surprised me given I wasn't sure if he could read. Um, (laughs) There you go. It scores, it's actually based on a book, which I didn't know until I started doing a tiny amount of research for this podcast, which is quite amazing. So they've obviously adapted it for the movie. There'd been a few attempts and failures to turn that book into a movie by different studios. So this this was the successful attempt. So it was quite interesting. It scores 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes and 61 on Metacritic. So a bit of a array of scoring there. The cast includes Sylvester Stallone, as previously mentioned. He stars as the title character, John Rambo. Well, actually not the title character, because the name of the movie is actually First Blood. It's not Rambo. (laughs) Rambo doesn't appear in the title, which I didn't know. I was just like, oh, well, there you go. So anyway, um, he's John Rambo. We've got Richard Crenna as Sam Troutman. Troutman? Can't remember. Brian Dennehy as Sheriff Teasel. And David Caruso as Deputy Mitch, uh, which was amusing to me, because that's like a pretty old school cast, really. So, who's watched it most recently? I'm guessing it's me. <laughs> I watched, when did I watch it? I watched it at like noonish today. Oh, I watched it like 24 oh, no. hours ago. Okay. I watched it, I finished it one. That's what I know. Okay. That means that you watched it like late, more recently than me. Yay. I hate doing the plot summary. Okay. So, oh, Ashley, God. I'd like you to summarize the plot. This is a pretty easy one. Surely you can do it. Surely. Okay. So, A perfectly innocent man who is just trying to live his life gets tortured by some policemen and lays the smack down on them. All right, yeah. That's that's pretty good. I wasn't expecting to have to do the plot synopsis. I know. Sam always does that to me. I'm just like, so there's this 
guy and and we're they're in the kitchen and he's like, "What the hell are you even talking about?" And I'm just like, "I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know." Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Pretty much, it's a you know the Vietnam vet wandering around the country and yep, gets caught up in a whole bunch of shit because of a terrible police department. So uh, let's get stuck into our questions. If you haven't heard us before, we ask 10 questions that could be applied to any movie. And then we each have a chance to ask the others three questions we thought of while watching. And we're going to kick off with our compliment sandwich, which is where we say one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about the movie. You can also do a hyperbole sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing great, one thing good. Or you can do a shit sandwich, which is one thing bad, one thing good, one thing bad. Emily, why don't you kick us off? I was not far off from a shit sandwich, but I'm going to do a I'm going to do a compliment sandwich. It wasn't horrible, but I, okay, compliment. I like the survivalist angle. I think it's very interesting. I think that element of it, less so than him like killing people, but him just in the woods building a little shelter. I liked making himself a little tunic. That element I was fascinated by. The bad thing is I don't care about him at all. There was nothing about him that I was on board with. He wasn't particularly fun or interesting. I just, I liked that guy Delmar more and we never met him. He was already dead. Like we only heard about him (laughs) and he sounded more fun and better to watch. So the other good thing is that this movie was only like 90 minutes and it had started at like three and a half hours and then they cut out most of it. Really? Yeah, apparently Sylvester Sloan saw the like three and a half hour cut and was like, this sucks. I don't want to be part. Cut my part. Like cut more of me. I shouldn't be in it this much. And they cut it in half. More studios should cut their movies in half. That's great. Oh my God, That's great editing and good work on their part because at 90 minutes, it's not shit. (laughs) No, fair enough. All right. So out of uh, 10,000 hunting knives. I mean, I'm going to do... What are you giving this score? 5,600 hunting knives. It's a movie. That seems fair. Cool. What about you, Ashley? All right. So I'm also giving it a compliment sandwich. Honestly, I was shocked at how believable the effects were in this 40-year-old movie. Like, when he's got this cut on his upper arm and he's stitching it shut, like, it doesn't look like prosthetics. It's gushing blood. The explosions look like they're actually exploding what they're supposed to be exploding. Like, (laughs) I was shocked at how decent the effects were in this movie. My negative, three dogs were killed in this movie. I don't care if they were called. It's fucked up. Those dogs were just doing their job. And then my good thing is, I feel like this film was kind of ahead of its time. Like, I was expecting... A little bit of a, like, 80s schlock, like, kill fest. And we got more of, like, a tortured PTSD view of, like, I don't think that a whole lot of people were talking about PTSD and, like, the effects of what these people have gone through and the way that this movie kind of, like, shone a light on. And so I kind of was like, oh, okay, you're making me think about shit I didn't think I was going to be thinking about for this movie. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And how many hunting knives? I'm going to give it 6,001 hunting knives. So, um, not too dissimilar there. And to be honest, I'm not that dissimilar from you guys either. So we're obviously all kind of on the same page. Uh, my first compliment is, I think there was some decent casting there. I think, um, especially Brian Dinner, he is the asshole sheriff. He is pretty much bang on, exactly what you kind of expect from him. So that was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I found the ending a bit weak, like just where he sort of takes on the town suddenly and does all the damage. Like, I don't think that was really clearly explained why he was doing that. I guess he just kind of like lost the plot and then he, he was, you know, they talked him down and walked him off and whatever. I just, I feel like they could have ended it more tightly than that. And actually my third point, the, my second compliment is the same as yours actually, is I feel like 
it was actually still relevant. I feel like the shitty situation that so many veterans are still in and the prevalence of PTSD and the lack of recognition of that and the damage that it causes, that kind of stuff, like that absolutely still applies today. So yeah, I thought that was quite a good sort of message for this action movie to be sending, which you don't generally expect an action movie to send any kind of a complex moral issue. Not an 80s one, for sure. Nah, absolutely. And even today, I'm still kind of like, is that really, you know, really delivering much here? Didn't blow my mind. Zoned out a little bit in a couple of things, but on the whole, it was fine. Um, So I'm a bit nicer than you guys. It's feeling a bit more generous. I'm going to give it 6,661 hunting knives. To me, that was absolutely a hunting knife. I don't know why they had such a problem with it being a knife for hunting. Like, clearly none of them were hunters. Because, like, yeah, you probably shoot an animal, but then you've got to, like, gut it and stuff. And I'm pretty sure you need, like, a really hardcore knife to do that. So I was kind of like, calm your tits. (laughs) So anyway, um, I think that brings us quite nicely to the second question, which was, what was the biggest dick move in the movie? And I think this is a really apt question given that there was a lot of like swinging dicks in this movie (laughs) and dick measuring and all of that so yeah really interested to see what you guys think was the biggest there were so 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 many so i just zoned in on the one that when i was like thinking about the movie later felt so crazy which is when the colonel comes in and is trying to get rambo to like chill out and come back so he just starts listing all his dead friends and then Rambo is like, they're all dead. And he's like, no, not this one. He's like, no, he's dead too. And the colonel's like, yikes. Like, does like a colorful, <laughs> Oh, I didn't like, know this. Fuck. Like, you had no yeah. idea. Clearly you're following this guy. It's so crazy to just go up to someone and be like, remember all your friends? Oh, they're all dead? Ooh, that's... <laughs> he was playing on his PTSD. <laughs> like, he was basically going, oh, if I start making a radio call, like he's like back he's in the there. field. yeah. I mean, that guy, obviously, like, it's so easy to say that guy was a big dick, but he just, I was like, stop listing their names. So cruel. That's a really good one. Okay, so then I said my biggest dick move is, like, the one that really kicks it off is the sheriff that's just arresting a veteran for vagrancy at Christmas time. Like, this man is just walking into town. He's done nothing at all. And you're immediately, like, up his fucking ass. And he's wearing a jacket that says U.S. Army on it. Like, clearly he has served his country. Like, what the fuck? It's Christmas. That that was so crazy when that guy was like, oh, with a patch like that on your jacket, not going to be taken too too kindly around here. I was like, what do you mean? It's a fucking American flag, bro. (laughs) Yeah, like, how dare you serve our flag? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, and he obviously wasn't like a hippie. He wasn't like he was like, oh, I don't like your army type. So yeah, it was. I found that really weird vibe. I could for- well not forgive him. I did think there was a dick move, but in a way, you could be like, okay, vagrancy, whatever. What I couldn't stomach was once they got him into custody. I feel the biggest dick move was that sociopath deputy Galt torturing him in custody, and like the hose treatment pushing him in and trying to hold him down to shave him and stuff. I was like, the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, that was just, I was just like, this is the town from hell. It really was. Like, this is a horror movie. Like, what are you doing? Just a bunch of serial just, killers living in that town together. Like, this is this is what we do for fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was like, why can't you just give him a shower? Even a cold shower. Like, don't stick a hose on the guy. I mean, he hasn't done anything. I just blew my mind. 
Absolutely mental. I'd be so mad to be arrested for vagrancy. <laughs> right? All he was doing, he wasn't even like disheveled. He's yeah. just fucking walking. He wasn't even like hitchhiking. You, he was nothing. walking. How do you prove that he was a vagrant? Because like surely vagrancy is like, oh, you found him sleeping on the street. He wasn't. He was... It was like he was arrested for breathing. Was it like the, one of the lines from The Wire, right? When they're like, what are you arresting me for? Like, breathing while black, you know? This guy's like breathing while looking vaguely like he might be a drifter. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. For not knowing which direction, like, Portland was in was really why he was arrested. Is that where he said he was going? And the guy's like, well, you were going south and that's north. And I was like, God, I wouldn't know even if I was really going to Portland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's more of an indictment on the school system than on poor <laughs> fucking John Rambo. The guy clearly was not the smartest tool in the shed, so... Shabbos, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're picking up what I'm putting down. Speaking of school, uh, Emily, would you like to lead us on a question three? Yes. What unimportant life lesson did you learn from this film? I've had a really hard time with this because, like, life lesson to me screams important. So I was like, okay, so this is a life lesson that I will have if I ever need it, but I know I'll never need it. And that is if I ever buy a hunting knife to make sure it has a hollow handle with which to, like, stow away all my survivalist tools. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I like that. When you were like, he's unscrewed. I was like, what are you doing? He's what are you like, getting out? Oh, he's got, got a fucking compass in there. He's got the needle and thread. Like, he's prepared. I love it. That's a good one. Um, mine was very similar vein. Probably never going to come up, but it's useful, I think, to know that helicopters can't remain steady in a thermal draft. <laughs> you know, that if we're in a thermal draft and I really need a helicopter to hold steady, it's just not going to happen. So if I'm shooting at a guy because I'm a fucking psycho, these guys just didn't understand science, eh? Like, there were multiple times where I was like, um, the helicopter guy's like, I can't do that. And they're like, cool, but do it. And he's like, but I can't. Because science? That was the most scientific yeah. part of the movie where I felt like that one guy, probably all the other cops were like, all right, egghead. And he's like, no, they don't fly that way. <laughs> he's like, I'm really not that smart. I'm just helicopter pilot. I just happen to know that this is how science works. Yeah, they were getting yeah, low in that so thing. Dumb. Yeah. And he was like, oh, Brandon. He's like, I can't see. You know, I don't have the visibility. So I can't. he's like, yeah, but I don't care. Do it anyway. And he's like, but I can't see. Like, <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, what was yours, Emily? Mine was, again, not going to come up, but don't, don't try to shave someone against <laughs> <laughs> their will, maybe. It's not a good with idea. Like a, with a, um, with a bald, what do they call those? A fucking uh, straight razor. Straight, straight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if you oh. had like a Gillette, you know, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> Safety. A Bic, but yeah. with a straight razor, don't just be like, you know what? I'm going to get in there for you. Those guys were terrified. I mean, I would have been like, fuck, I'm trying to get away from you guys trying to shave my face. Like, and I don't have PTSD. I'm not a veteran. Like, I'd still be like, dude, you're coming at me with a knife. I mean, I'm not okay with When I'm with this. getting my hair cut and the, like, dryer gets too close to my ears, I'm worried that they're going to fuck up somehow. I can't imagine having someone else, like, shave my face with a knife. Well, while they yeah. had him, bit, like, forcibly restrained, they had a fucking nightstick against his throat to hold his head still, like. You guys were asking for it. Yeah. Like, you already saw you couldn't hold him still to take his fingerprints. What makes you think you can hold him still when you come at him with a fucking blade? I mean, that's... <laughs> that's they already idea. knew at that point that he was a veteran because he had the dog tags on. And, like, what do you guys do? He's a fucking war hero. And this is how you're behaving, you small-dicked assholes? That's the oh exact my God. scene I live every time I have to cut my cat's nails. 
is she's having like a nom flashback and she's just like, Argh! and I'm like, please, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make you presentable. To her, you're that fucking sheriff I and his deputies, am. okay? I'm her, you I'm psycho. The, I'm the galt of her life. What can you do? Uh, let's look at question four, which is a Patreon question from our friend Julio at The Contrarians, a fabulous podcast where they take a movie that's either beloved or a movie that's hated and they argue the reverse. And then I think they do a separate sort of episode where then they talk about what their real opinions are. It's pretty cool. They're pretty creative. And they would like to ask, what question, Ashley? They would like to know, what is your most controversial opinion about this film? Liz, you go first. I found this a really manly movie, and that might not be controversial, but I found it a really manly movie not because of Rambo being such a hard man, you know, who's like, rah, so masculine. I found it really manly because of the sheer arrogance and dick measuring going on in that sheriff's office. I can't imagine any of it escalating the way it did or any of it happening the way it did if it was all woman or like a majority woman in that office. And look, I'm not saying that women would have necessarily treated him better or not had prejudice or whatever, but dick measuring and just the continued escalation. I was like, come on, man. I was trying to figure out this movie like in the context of when it came out because when I watched it, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. And it's what, like 40 years after it came out. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't known that it was after Sylvester Stallone had already made a name for himself in Rocky. Like I thought this was first. So I was just trying to figure out like its place oh, in the me world. Too. And so I wasn't sure if my controversial opinion was controversial, but it is with both of you because I think in going for the weight and realism of an actual PTSD story that it made it a worse movie because I think they either needed yeah. to commit harder to that or commit, like, they couldn't have this guy be able to kill 200 dudes or whatever the colonel thought he was going to do, but also suffer, like, the real effects. I was like, I need it either to be full, like, he can take down a helicopter with his bare hands, or he's a little more <laughs> realistic in what he can accomplish, but also he's dealing with real issues. And I had a hard time with that, like, line of all of this is so crazy, but he's having a real experience, but everything, but the sheriff's so cartoonish, but then he's trying to be real. It was like a weird mix for me where I would have weird liked dichotomy. one or the other. Yeah, I, that's a really good call, actually. I get that. Okay, so yeah. my opinion is not going to be controversial with you, but if I were to go up to people on the street and say it, it would provoke quite a reaction, I'm sure. And that is, fuck the police. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this was interesting because it's like, these police were awful and... That was probably not the prevailing sentiment in the 80s. It was so like ahead given, in so many ways. Yeah, given that, you know, this is a Sylvester Stallone action movie, you know, you're not thinking how liberal it was. Like, it actually had a really liberal perspective. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect that, but okay. I didn't expect that the villains in the movie were going to be the fucking police. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so question number five. What is something that you noticed that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed in this film? The fucking resources that this police department had at its disposal for this one man is absolutely <laughs> fucking comical. They've got the National Guard weekend warriors in here with rocket launchers. They've got a helicopter that's reporting in. They've got fucking cop cars that can off-road like a motherfucker and several of them. Like, the fucking sheriff station is so overstaffed for such a small, quiet, boring town. It just blew my mind, the physical response they got to this one man. 
Absolutely. I was thinking how many staff even that they had at that sheriff's office, if that all of them could go off and take on this this one guy. I was like, well, what about the rest of the crime in town? Like, if you've got that many fucking staff with nothing better to do, then maybe you should be doing some layoffs. And they yeah. have a helicopter. The helicopter, yeah, the helicopter was so quick to get there, too. Like, they was sitting on ready. Yeah. He was just like, oh, just call the helicopter. You know, Steve, down at the helicopter. Well, he'll bring the helicopter and around. And that helicopter got fucked up. And then they're like, bring bring another, like, bring the helicopter back. Bring it back. I was like, is that a new one? Are you going to get a second or another pilot? Like, how? what's happening? God knows where their uh, financial reserves came from because yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of it. What are their taxes like in Hope? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's why yeah. I didn't want him there, because they're actually running <laughs> some sort of scheme. They're totally. all a cult. <laughs> I mean, that was one freaky fucking place. My thing that wasn't noticed was something I also read online, because again, I was like trying so hard to put this movie in context, and I was really frustrated by how much the sheriff hated Rambo, because I was trying to figure out, like, didn't we like the military if we weren't like hippies? Why are they all so mad that he's a Vietnam vet? That seems like that was something that was pretty respected. And I read this. If they had put this in the movie, it would have made the movie better for me. That in the book, that sheriff was a Korean War vet. None of those vets got like a hero's welcome in the way that Vietnam vets got it. Like it was kind of a forgotten war. Like it wasn't yeah, like absolutely. flashy. And so he sees everybody talking about Rambo as this, like, hero, incredible guy. Like, he was part of the Green Beret. He took down all these people. And they're like, and you're just some big old dumb sheriff. I was like, oh, I would be so mad. I would also be sending a helicopter after Rambo. Like, that is such an interesting element. Why didn't you include that in there? So I was like, well, now I like the movie more. And the movie didn't even do that. Yeah, that's a really good call. I had no idea of that either. So, I didn't yeah, either. you're absolutely right. That would have made so much more sense because, yeah, you were like, why are you just being such a big He's just so dickhead. mad that that guy is a vet. And you're like, what's the Yeah, like, calm <laughs> down. Yeah. Uh, and mine was really um, little. It was just, did you see that freaky big cat head on the sheriff's desk? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a so it, was, it was just really funny. Yeah, like, he went and sat on his desk between, like, when they thought Rambo was dead. And then, like, he had, like, a, I think a deer at the back. But he had, like, a cat head, like a taxidermied mountain lion or whatever. It was really fucking weird. I was like, that's not something I'd want on my desk, but you do you. We're set down. Random, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Emily, uh, can you move us over to question six? Oh, and this is a Patreon question from a man I'm sure we all know and love, which is Nicholas Haskins, who is the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, a podcast about yummy things. What and is his question? He wants to know oh, what type of meal is this movie? I feel like this movie is pasta with vegetables hidden in it. So, like, <laughs> you think you're getting, like, empty carbs and, like, it's just going to be, like, a popcorn run-of-the-mill. But then, like, it actually, like, gives you a little more nourishment or things to think about, like, the PTSD element. And then if we're incorporating the Korean War vet element, like, it's giving you more than you thought you were getting going in. Good. I like that. Thank That's you. That's really true. <laughs> I said it was fresh boar cooked over a fire in the woods. <laughs> it's bloody, it's rough, it's not for everyone. It's, yeah, How? I felt like it. He was in the woods for what, like 12 hours before he's like, I have no. to kill an animal and eat it. It's like, wait a few more hours. Well, like he didn't even go like, I'll just grab this rabbit or I'll spear a fish out of this thing. No, I kill a whole fucking boar, a whole, like. That was intense. That was, yeah. I said uh, sardines. 
because it's like it's serviceable. It'll get you through. You know, it like does what it's supposed to do. I guess it could be like packed away. You can bring it in your little camp sack. I feel like I had them once, and I was like, oh, I like salt. I don't know why there's an eyeball in here. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, eyeball. I think they <laughs> yeah. have little eyes. No, gross. It's like white bait. I when I was in Japan once, and like one of the first breakfasts I had there, they had like a whole table of all these different types of food, and I just remember this little bowl of like I think it was white bait, and it was just all these little teeny tiny fish and these little eyes that keep up at me, just being like, "Don't eat me! Don't eat me!" <laughs> and I just ate rice for that breakfast. Yeah, yes, I did for many others. I'm a massively picky eater, and that was terrifying. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Question seven. This is another Patreon question from our man, Nerdrovert. You're a legend, dude. When was the best time for a bathroom break? Emily. My eyes glazed over when Rambo was in the car with the police officer. And they were just talking about, like, where are you going? Which way is Portland? South or north? Do you want to go to the diner? I don't want you here. And Rambo's like, whatever. It was very weird, like, ladybird, like, grump and belligerent teen, where then I kind of just was passed out until they started fighting in the police station. So I should have gone to the bathroom then. Fair. Nice and early, you know, so you can really concentrate on the rest. Yeah. All right. I'm going with when they think he's dead, but he's actually finding his way through the mine. Ooh. And, like, yeah, I feel like you were kind of like, yeah, okay, so he's just doing his thing. Uh, and that way you avoided the bit with the rats, which was kind of gross. Yeah, that's that was too much. I actually thought that the it's hold it. It's an hour and thirty three minutes. I feel <laughs> like all of it is building to and is part of the story that you kind of either need to know or want to know. You don't necessarily get excited about knowing, but you just watch it. It's fine. There was no, there was no part that I was like I don't need this. I felt like everything added a layer to it, but like. It just was kind of not, it wasn't super interesting, but it wasn't skippable. You, you can hold it for 90 minutes. That's still Yeah, good. hour and 33 you know, three minutes. Three hours, no, but yeah. No. Especially because we were watching the movies, you don't have like a gallon of Coke that you're drinking. Did you like my use of the term gallon? Which yeah, I would never good. use. American. But you're American. Yeah, check me out. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to a fan favorite question number eight. Uh, what quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after having sex? I was there with you knee deep in all that blood and guts. I covered your ass more than once. <laughs> I read that one too. That I, sounds concerning. The the colonel saying, you're lucky to be breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This sounds like it was a pretty uh, passionate affair. Could have been fun. I had the knee deep in the blood and guts, but I had a couple others. So I had, don't make a move or I'll blow your head off. Nice. Not was, good. Yeah, suggesting maybe that was a criminal activity. And finally... Don't look at me. Look at the road. That's how accidents happen. <laughs> I had go on, move, go home when he shoved him out. I had also, it was a bad time for everyone, Rambo, but it's in the past now. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It is what it is. <laughs> Fuck it. Just chalk it up to bad judgment. And look, we've all been there, I'm sure. So <laughs> it's in the past, ladies. No PTSD. <laughs> We've got to move on. I put this question in, especially because I know that both of you are such animal lovers. Uh, so, Emily, would you like to ask us question nine? How would you best incorporate a talking dog into this movie? 
I would have the Dobermans that Rambo killed haunting him throughout, like following him and just like talking shit to him and like fueling his PTSD. Yes. Maybe they speak with his dead friend's voices. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I'm the same one with those dogs. When they said it, I think one of them maybe gets right up in his face, but it can't quite get to him for some reason. Maybe he's over a tree stump or something. But as this dog's like barking at his face, he has a flashback to one of the Viet Cong screaming at him. But the dog's saying the words. Oh, yes, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had, yeah. I had uh, the dog is son of Sam style. You know that David Berkowitz, that killer, thought that dog on the roof was like telling him to do bad things. So I wanted those dogs to be the ones telling him, like, no, kill them all, like blow them all up. America doesn't care about you. <gasps> that would have been so good. <laughs> Yeah, so clearly they needed a talking dog in this movie somehow. We've given them so many good options. How did they miss it? Any of these options make the movie immensely more appealing to me. (laughs) 100%. That way you might make up for the fact that you fucking killed these dogs. I'm going to be honest, I don't like how they treated those rats either. This is, I I, I didn't like any of the animal treatment in this film. That boar, I was like, eat a fish or something that I don't want to (laughs) pet. You want to pet a wild boar? A hundred percent would. Would love to. Uh, no, that thing would like gore the fuck out of you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Be careful, please. Be please don't go in the woods and try and, yeah, don't pet a wild <laughs> boar, Emily. I've, I've got to warn you about that. <laughs> yeah, actually, even that just made me think of what those dogs running forward. They started shooting forward. Like all of them were shooting randomly. And I was like, you might hit the dogs. What are you doing? They didn't care. There was a lot of crossfire in the beginning, too, with, like, their people in the way, and it was a lot of really dumbness. All right, so uh, question number 10 is also a Patreon. Question number 10 comes from Dan at the Netflix and Swill podcast. Dan's a jackass, but he's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who is the true MVP of the film, and it cannot be one of the main characters? Rambo, I think, is the only one that we're running out. Delmar, he was like, he was clearly a good man. Everyone loved him. His wife loved him. Rambo loved him. I wanted to meet him. I wanted to see that picture of him again. All I thought about this whole movie was, I bet Delmar would have been more fun. (laughs) Okay. It's an interesting take and I like it. There's not very many likable characters in this movie. And so the only one I saw was Opie's fucking twin brother, David Caruso, who was trying to stand up to his like coworkers and be like, but he's a war hero. Like, what are we doing? Do we really need to be doing this? And like, everybody kept Neville Longbottom shushing him, but like he tried. And so he's the MVP to me. Fair enough. I'm going with the Colonel. I didn't like him. Like he wasn't a super nice guy. He was a bit patronizing stuff, but at least he was trying to talk some sense into them and trying to get them to wake up to the idea that, the uh, crusade was ridiculous. Like, he seemed like the only one of them that had any kind of common sense. And so, you know, he did his best. And he managed to close it out at the end and get Rambo in. So I was like, yeah, okay, you're the MVP. D- did you notice he also delivered all his lines like crazy? Like, well, Rambo is like, he did everything <laughs> with such, like, aggression. Like, he was like a theater student. Like, he was, like, punctuating, like, a head movement for every line. I was like, yes. well, this guy is, this guy is going for it. I feel like he watched alone and went, I can't understand a word that fucker says, so I'm going to put a lot of effort into being really articulate and making sure everyone can understand every single word I say. That makes sense. Yes, he is like the opposite. Oh, my God. You guys just kind of blew my mind. I didn't even think about that. 
All right, that is our 10 generic questions. So we're going to get into our personal questions. And I'm going to lead out with a philosophical question, really, that just gives you a chance to have a bit of a rant, really, because uh, question 11 is, why are men? I was thinking about this question very seriously, and I would love to poll like a hundred dudes and be like, number one, what do you think of this movie? Number two, have you watched it in the last 15 years? I feel like there's these like touchstone movies that dudes think of. They're like, yeah, Rambo. Yeah. Like Predator. Yeah. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, but have you watched it? Did you actually absorb any of the messaging in this film? Or you just remember what I remembered never having seen it. What has been conveyed to me is a guy with a knife killing people. Like, that's what's carried through. That's what men have been telling me. They didn't tell me it was about, yeah. like, PTSD. I, I feel like this movie has been pitched so wrong. And I don't. I wonder if it was that way when it came out or if that's just what has been left of it by the people who watch it. Like, are the people who are Rambo fans... When is the last time they watched First Blood? It just feels so, like, dissonant from everything else in that genre. It's very interesting to think about, like, the fans of that movie in particular. That's such a good call. Because, yeah, I think all they mentally see is him towards the end where he's got, like, the, the band tied around his head. And the, the ammo all stripped around him. And, you know, he's, like, this killing machine. But does he even kill that many people? He only no. kills one guy. I mean, I, he kills a lot of animals. He kills a yeah. lot of animals, but he only kills that one guy. He doesn't even kill that guy. That or that guy was just acting guy, a fucking idiot and got himself killed. Yeah, so he doesn't yeah. kill anyone, I don't think. It's quite weird that that's the way we see it is this guy going and killing all the people. He didn't kill anybody. Right. Whose fault is it that that's why the, that that's the perception of the movie I had? I feel like it's not my fault. Who did this? Yeah. I will say I've seen a couple of the later Rambo movies and the later Rambo movies are very much like this guy just going out Mm. and chopping down motherfucking bodies. So maybe it's, I don't know. So why are men It's turned into that. that. Why'd they take this nice vagrant and make him into a cold (laughs) blood? He didn't want to kill anyone else. Why is he killing people in the later ones? It's like they took him and ruined him. They did. Oh, so I saw Dan made me watch Last Blood, which is... The last movie in the franchise, and it was fucking awful. So I actually prefer the first one far and above the last one. Rambo's been through some shit. He's had a tough life. Poor John Rambo. Yeah. Okay, my answer um, to why are men is because insecurity. It just boils down to that, I think, for everything. It's just they're insecure. Look, yeah, insecurity, absolutely toxic masculinity, all of that. It's just, well, the whole time. All right, question 12. Would the colonel's suggestion of letting him go for now and finding him later in Seattle at a car wash have worked? No. I don't feel like it would have worked for what he was suggesting. It would have worked as, like, we'll pick him up later. It'll all get taken care of in the end. Like, I feel like he was just trying to be, like, shutting this shit down and making this shit show go away. But I don't think it actually would have worked out how he was trying to sell the sheriff that it would have worked out. Yes, I think it wouldn't have worked out perfectly, but I think, like, yeah, Rambo was, like, ready to just live in the woods and live off the land, I guess. So they could have all, like, gone to sleep for a few days and then been like, okay, let's go back into the woods. He's probably in a tent somewhere eating some, like, loose meats, you know? Like, (laughs) he just decided to hunker down in there instead of going on the run. What a weird choice. Yeah, just, just follow the slaughter of animals and you'll eventually find him. For real. 
Yeah, fair enough. And finally, you were talking before about the ridiculous resources that this sheriff's office had. And one of the things I found hilarious was that the sheriff had these weird loudspeakers that just went out over the town and he like announced to them all that they needed to go back inside and stay safe and whatever. I'm curious what you think the sheriff would usually use these loudspeakers in town for. I said that he was a fairly lazy man and he would use them to publicly shame people in the town for breaking <laughs> bio, like arbitrary laws. Like, I saw you drop that litter, put it back in the can. Like, just lazy sheriffing. Oh, I love that. I think he'd be telling people, like, get off my lawn, <laughs> like, move your car, it's blocking mine. Like, I feel like it would be only personal things. <laughs> I like to think he gets really drunk on like a Friday night. He just sits there and he's just like, you know what's wrong with evil? Is how you're like, doing this and I'm trying to keep the law. I'm the law. I'm the law. You know, just like really proletizing over the loudspeakers. Yeah. They're like, oh God, the sheriff's on it again. God damn it. You can't even block that out. It's coming out across the whole town. Yeah, exactly. They're like, God damn it, he's staying in. We've really got to get a new sheriff. Like, this, is, this is doing my head in. All right, that's me. Emily, what do you got? Uh, question number 14. Rambo is a solid action guy name. What would be the lamest last name to have heard throughout the film? I am going to go with Beaver. <laughs> I don't think you could take something seriously. Beaver. Like, Beaver's doing this. Get back yeah. over here. It's just It's got a sense of frivolity and a sense of weakness to it that, yeah, I just don't think he could have pulled it off. Is Rambo a real name? Has anyone ever been called Rambo apart from Rambo? I've never like met one. Now. No. Okay, so my answer I took because I was like struggling, but then I just was watching the opening credits, and so I took one of the executive producer's last name, which was Badgna, because it's kind of like your beaver. <laughs> so I guess yelling Badgna across the thing I thought would be a really funny contradiction to what we're seeing. Yeah. That's quality. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. Or so even there was a producer. Like, to, if there were too many syllables, like Rambo, it's like staccato, it's like not, you can say it mad, you know, like vaginas too, like there's too, it's not a staccato, <laughs> it's too loose. <laughs> Don't say the vagina's loose. <laughs> it's too, oh, that's unfortunate. It flows more than like Rambo. Also bad. You think the vagina flows? <laughs> <laughs> it just there's not a there's not a finite end. Vajna. Vajna. You get that badge back over here. He's out of line. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be great. Oh, that's excellent. Rambo so cool. If I was out there and they were like yeah. Higgins, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah, you're yeah. kind of like, eh, you know, I get a lot of like Henry Higgins. It's not like cool. You know, there are those names think, like, that are cool, like John McClane, Rambo. Yeah. I don't think you could also do something like Potter or, you know, like where you associate it with another film. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, he's calling on Harry Potter or like Weasley or something. Like that. Bueller. That's a good oh, one. I love it. Well, like, I was thinking, like, Poindexter or something like that. The ones, like, 80s, like, stereotypical geeky names would be yeah. another one. Yeah, and it's, like, so yeah. long to say. So, like, it's just, like, ugh. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Next question. What was the biggest overkill move in this movie to catch one dude? I'm going with bringing out the National Guard because that just seemed really extreme. And from my understanding of what the National Guard is for – not something that would ever happen. Ashley, is the National Guard for, like, disaster relief? I have no idea. We don't <laughs> know what like they do. Civil, 
so I, unrest or whatever. Yeah, I feel like if there's maybe like a hurricane, they come out and make sure people aren't looting. Yeah, or like who's the people that like watch over Lake Michigan and like the Utah lakes? Those, like rangers. So like these guys yeah. like work at the drugstore normally, and they get called in like one weekend a fucking month to like do their training. And then somehow my answer is these guys having a fucking rocket launcher and shooting at the mine. Like, how are these guys? What the fuck? They destroyed. (laughs) I'm guessing a town that has a mine is relying on that mine for their income in some way. And they just destroyed it. Maybe like by the 80s, it was now an abandoned mine. So it wasn't so bad. But I still think it was probably a bit unnecessary. They obviously had no fucking clue what they were doing. That was actually one of the funniest bits in it where the guy's like, Hey, go up around and go into the mine. And the guy's like, I'm not doing that. And, he, and he's like, okay, well, you do it. I'm not doing it. And he's like, because um, he's obviously not going to do it. Yeah. No. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I've just Googled, and the National Guard is a unique branch of the U.S. military that has both state and federal responsibilities. The Guard routinely responds to domestic emergencies such as natural disasters, and it supports military operations overseas. Oh. So I'm guessing the rocket launcher was for the latter purpose. <laughs> yeah. that the, the rocket launching is when I wrote this question, because I was like, this is one guy. Like, at this point, let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, they shouldn't be bringing out the National Guard at all, given that it's natural disasters. I wouldn't call Rambo a natural disaster, and they're not overseas. So. They shouldn't have responded. The National Guard should have said, what? You want us to come get one guy? We're busy. Bye. <laughs> Pretty much. That was on them. And instead, they all came out. Like, 200, and they said 200 men. 200! Guy. Come on. <laughs> the fucking come waste on. of resources in this movie is infuriating. Incredible. Yeah. Like, they just... What? Do they have nothing better to do with their time? I would be a little curious if they called me. I'd be like, I kind of want to see this Rambo guy. Like, what's this guy's deal? What's everybody freaking out about? I'd want a little <laughs> peek. I'd want to go and be like, oh, that weird guy over there fighting a boar? Yeah. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Thanks. My final question. Genuinely, and I don't know where either of you is going to fall. This, I, I, this was not asked loaded. But do you think Sylvester Stallone is a good actor? Defend yourself. No, because I don't think that he can play, like, a variety. I feel like he's serviceable and maybe even, like, good-ish in this role. Like, when he's having his breakdown at the end, I almost halfway believe him. But, like, he can't play different characters. Like, Rocky is very similar to Rambo. Like, his title characters, first of all, they're all Sylvester Stallone, so that indicates already that it's not a good actor. And then they're not varied or different. So, no, no, final answer. I'll counterpoint with yes in a specific vein. So really it's the same answer, but in a positive way. You know, now I wouldn't consider him much of anything. But, like, I think he was probably quite a good pick for that film. And he obviously cared about the project, given that he co-wrote it. And, you know, was really trying to deliver that PTSD angle. And I feel like he, yeah, as you said, at the end, he really showed that he was completely just fucked up and lost and um, sort of delivered on that. And he had this sort of, the masculinity and the the physicality for the role. Like, you know, you really looked at him and went, you are fit as fuck and you actually could survive in the wilderness. I mean, I don't know whether it was on purpose or not. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was that he played that kind of shell-shocked kind of vibe. Like, and when he found out his final friend had died, he was still in that just total mourning. And that's why they were kind of like, what's your name? You know, what are you doing? And he just wasn't really answering. He was just kind of like, I'm a shell of a person. Yeah. It could also be that, you know, he is a shell of a person. <laughs> let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt for this movie. Hmm. 
I will say I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, and he was delivering that speech, and I was like, does he have one tone, one emotion? And this is so rude because I assume there's a medical issue. I'm very distracted by his mouth. It's very hard to focus. <laughs> On his emotion. I assume there's a reason for it. And I just, but it's it's really hard when it's, oh, my friend died. Well, it's really hard to understand him. I actually went and looked up his speech and was like, oh, okay, yeah, he was saying that about the guy, like his, you know, his yeah. and his friend. Yeah. That was, having subtitles on, I was like, the things he's saying are actually words I wouldn't have expected this character to say. Like, kind of like, not bigger words, but just interesting word choice where if I was just, I wouldn't have heard any of it, but reading it, I was like, that's, that's an interesting speech. I'm not sure you're delivering it in a normal human way, but <laughs> reading it as shell-shocked is a totally valid interpretation that I would have liked that more if I had interpreted it that way. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So I think it's time for my questions. Um, Liz, who do you want to marry, bang, and kill from this movie? Oh, my God. So many amazing options (laughs) to choose. I just want to, like, you know, marry them all. Yeah, not so much. Um, Okay, so I really actually was no options. Obviously, so I'm going going to bang Rambo because, look, he's fit as fuck and, you know, I'm sure he'd deliver. I am going to marry the colonel because at least he seemed vaguely intelligent and have some common sense. Plus, he's a bit older, so maybe I wouldn't have to, like, live with him forever. And I'm going to kill that sociopath Deputy Galt because he was just a fucking shit show. I had the exact same written down. Rambo minus his head is a hunk. I don't like I don't like his face. I don't like his hair. I don't like his mouth or his speaking. I like it when he has his little bandana. I like his little fun outfits. I like that he makes himself a little tunic. You know, there's something oh, yeah. I find attractive about that, but I don't want to talk to him. So yeah, bang him, marry the colonel, because I liked how the colonel spoke very, very purposefully. And I liked his air of authority. I liked when he came in, even though he was clearly a bad guy, and he's like, "Ah, God didn't make Rambo. I made Rambo. What a piece of garbage!" But he, I was, I was fully attracted to him, and I said, <laughs> "I said kill Gaul," because I was like, all those other guys, like they're all so interchangeable. Not nearly as bad, but yeah, that guy was just complete sociopath. Yeah. It's okay. so funny you mentioned the tunic twice. I'm just going to say, I was almost putting a question like, if you were on the run from the cops, what fashionable item would you fashion for yourself? It was <laughs> like, a weird choice. Like, why did he, it was like, why did what he, did he even need just it? make a poncho? Why did he make it kind of fit, it, like, kind of gave it a shape? It was very strange. Well, the thing that got me, I was like, maybe it's for warmth, but he took Galt's jacket and then he just didn't use it. So, like, what the fuck? He made himself a little, a little outfit. He's a fun, fun guy. <laughs> He's a squire in Camelot. Okay, so I'm also going to bang John Rambo because there are very little options in this movie. Um, I'm going to marry David Caruso because he's the only one with any balls to fucking speak up against these atrocities. And I'm going to kill the sheriff because this motherfucker spearheaded this entire witch hunt and he can go fuck himself. I can support those answers. Yeah, that's legitimate. Thank you. All right, so my next question is for Liz and for Dan. Where in this film would you put the song All the Small Things by Blink-182? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Ashley. I thought we'd got away from this. I was like, yes, I never have to answer this question again. And here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. <sighs> I said, um, I, I, and it goes against my very nature because I always like to, if I'm putting a song into a movie, I like it to have been around when the movie was made, like for it to have been possible to be in the movie. So I'm already salty about this, but um, 
I'm going to say playing on the radio when everyone's sitting around thinking he's dead after the rocket attack. Because just to add to that idea of nonchalance, like, oh, yeah, we've killed him. Everything's fine now. You know, we can rock out. It's all good. Yeah. I'm going to say tunic for the third time and say I would love a little a little changing montage as he gets a little outfit. Maybe he tries a couple cuts of that outfit. Like he gives himself some sleeves and then he decide, he just has the poncho and he's like, no, it needs to be a little more fitted. Maybe he makes some pants and then he takes those off. And it's just like a fun little – I love a, a getting dressed montage in a movie. Oh, my Amazing. God. Okay, so mine is going to be when he's exploding the gas station, the cars, and blowing out the Transformers, specifically the lyric, like, turn the lights out and carry me home, and he's, like, blowing out all the lights in the town. Nice. I know. All right, and then final question for me is, which character do you feel the worst for in this movie? We have talked about him. David Caruso's character, Mitch. He clearly didn't agree with the treatment of Rambo. That was obvious, but... No one would listen to him. He had no power there. So he had to just kind of go along with it. He just really couldn't do anything. Like if he bowed out, then, you know, maybe they would have fired him or whatever. And he obviously thought, well, at least if I'm here, I can try and manage the situation. And then in the end, he got badly hurt, like really early. Was he the one that got stabbed in the butt or was it the other guy? (laughs) One of them got like stabbed in the butt cheeks. Was it with like this, the gate, like the, the no, gate with the stabbing? No, there was the gate, and then there was spikes. another guy that got stabbed. It was either Mitch or his little friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't quite remember, but regardless, he was not a happy chap. That gate, by the way, like... That was aggressive. Been in, but how long had he even been in the bush or in the woods or whatever you guys call he it? Was, like, he was really home alone in it out there. That's I literally put that... I was my other option for unimportant life lesson is how to home alone booby trap in the woods. Like, I learned that from this movie. <laughs> that was going to be my answer for the next question. But actually, I've got a different one. So, yeah. <laughs> I felt the worst for the dogs who were just trying to do their job. They were hunting dogs that were supposed to sniff them out. I mean, all the wildlife. Again, the rats, the boar. A lot of animals die in this movie that I feel like didn't need to, and I don't know why. Like, they, I feel like they were trying to establish Rambo as, like, pretty sympathetic in that he didn't kill anyone on purpose. Like, that was a big piece mm. of it is that he was like, I didn't kill anyone. So then to have him turn around and kill dogs and not feel anything felt yeah. like, well, now you've totally, like, I don't have any sympathy. This isn't a good guy. He has no problem stabbing a dog. It was so strange. I agree. I found that quite weird. I feel like he would have been a guy that really liked dogs a lot. Or at no, least you, not you got killed. that vibe from him. It, like I get a survivalist like fine, kill a boar to eat, whatever. If you're gonna eat mm. the whole how are you gonna eat that whole thing? It's he's not least, but whatever. But that's different than like he didn't have to kill the dogs. Although I don't know what he would have done, like because those dogs are coming in and trying to eat him. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah, but then he's he treated for all the officers. Kill the officers. I just was like, I don't like this. And he was so rude to those rats. He was in their house. They lived down there. He's like splashing on them like, leave them alone. They're trying to be. You can always rely on Emily to bring out the animal rights in any movie. For rats. (laughs) For fucking rats. Oh, well, contrarily, I feel the worst for Rambo. Like, given that we've seen all the shit that he's been through or like at least heard about it the man has struggled and through seemingly very little fault of his own is in this position where he's just being persecuted so i feel bad for him well he's the guy that the system made him wasn't his fault uh that brings us down to our final question which is a patreon question in which i'm going to get emily to tell us 
who the patron is and <laughs> I'm the patron. It's me, yeah, Emily are. from yeah, Tasteless Podcast, here to talk about movies. Come check me out. Anyway, the patron question is, what movie would you watch with this as a double feature? All right, so I did have Home Alone, but I'm scratching that answer, and I am actually going with one which I absolutely think that you should pair. This movie has the same theme of someone being really traumatized by a really traumatizing event and seeking revenge on people who are out to, you know, do hostile and horrible things. So I'm going to go with Promising Young Woman. That's a good one. Nice. I know. Because I was like, actually, there are massive parallels here. Because she doesn't kill anyone either. That's pretty good. And she is what the system made her. I went with Tango and Cash, which is another Sylvester Stallone movie. But in this action movie, he plays more of like the nerdy guy, like the Poindexter type. And in the first five minutes of the movie, somebody says to him, "Um, who do you think you are, Rambo? And he goes, Rambo's a pussy. So I feel like... (laughs) Those two movies need to be watched back to back. That's That's cute. I like that. Yeah, nice. And I know you've suggested that one before. It's so um, good. We'll get to do that eventually. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'm interested. Oh, my God. You guys both did. Because him and Kurt Russell. Oh, that movie's so much better than this movie. And it's so (laughs) funny. (gasps) Yes. Tango and Cash is awesome. All right. I'll add it to the list. What's yours, Emily? John Wick, just because it's so obvious. But I came out of... I think I expected something more like that. And again, like, I would have liked either the message film or the cool action. And when it ended, I was kind of like, ugh, I would have liked some more cool action. Just a quiet guy doing his thing. Yeah, and there's definite parallels to be drawn there. For sure. All right, so that takes us down to the end of the podcast. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! I will first give you guys a chance to do a little plug for your podcast if you would like to. So I am the host of the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, and every month I do, I guess, a full-on review of a series that is no longer airing new episodes, so in its entirety. And Liz is actually on my episode that's coming out for the month of August. We talked about The Wire, the HBO series that basically talks about all the systemic failures in America and why it's shit. So... That's a really interesting conversation, and I highly recommend y'all check it out. Awesome. I host Tasteless, a podcast where I compare two movies. I compare a movie that is critically acclaimed to a movie that I think shares the same themes but does it better. Recently did, like, Top Gun Maverick versus Spy Kids. As people <laughs> having to return wow. to, the old, uh, to their old skills and, and work with a group of new youngsters. So I always do mostly pretty weird pairings, but that I stand by. I never, I never make it up just to be controversial. I really like Spy Kids. So, Pixel <laughs> Pod, wherever you go, podcasts. That's it. Lovely. Yeah, you definitely have the courage of your convictions, and I applaud you for that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So, movie reviews and twenty cues can be found anywhere that you can find podcasts as well. We're also got our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Feel free to reach out and tell us what you think. Love it if you review us five stars, all of that sort of jazz. Coming up, you're probably going to hear a lot more of me, as I said at the start of the episode. I'll see if I can convince these two to maybe come back and do a couple more of these uh, reviewing terrible masculine movies and yes could be quite a fun little uh, series other than that I'm not too sure so you'll just have to wait and see it'll be exciting yeah i think that's that's pretty much all we got 
so nailed thank it. Thank you both very much for your incredible insights and brilliant humor. And I like you both so much more than Sam. So um, <laughs> this has been a wonderful experience, I think, for all of us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having both of us. It's been a treat to chat to both of you at the same time. Yes. And I really hope that we can do it again soon. Yes, I'm in. And thank you to our listeners. Keep listening in. Keep supporting the show. Check out the other two. They're amazing. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, Julian Nixon is wait who's she there was a girl in the movie yeah i don't know so never mind about that i'll cut that bit out netflix and spoiler one one stop shop for <laughs> fucking i don't know their own shit whatever but why are men